Roslyn? Can't hear you. I can't hear you. Hello. Hey, Green. Hey, Carla. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm, I can't hear Rosalind. Can you hear? Oh, hold on. I didn't even, I'm not on gallery view. I didn't know she was there. <laughs> okay, now I see. Hi, Rosalind. Say something. You just muted yourself now. You're muted. Okay, now does it work? Yes, yes. now it works. <laughs> had a little glitch there yeah good to see wow. you the fact that you resolved it so quickly is like extraordinary wait a minute <laughs> let me make you louder yeah. make you much louder okay could you say that again carla i said the fact that you resolved it so quickly is like extraordinary <laughs> Thanks to see everybody i haven't been on for a while I'm back. <laughs> it's it's kind of dark. I don't know. This yeah. winter is a really wet and either wet or or somber looking, but that's okay. Keeping the light inside shining. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a new hairstyle, Carla? I mean, uh, Karine? I um I put a little what you call it in there, texturizer to make it easier to comb. Looks very nice. So I think it's growing a little bit. Is it yeah, it was harder to comb. It, it was so hard to comb because they were so thick, you know. Mm -hmm. So and I didn't want to cut it short because it's so cold. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I put something to make it easier. Nice, very nice. Longer than normal it used to be, right? Is it longer mm -hmm. than? You yeah, I let it. Grow. I'm letting it grow a little bit. It's very lovely. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> Does somebody want to pray in? Sure. Why don't you pray us in, Carla? Do you want to? Here comes Jenny. I'm just being unless, you, unless somebody else wants to. No, please, please pray. Hi, Jenny. Jenny. You're going to pray in. Just feeling into it. Breathing, connecting with our heart, which is representative of this time of sharing in all of our life. We're so grateful, so willing, 
to open to experiencing life from the fullness of our heart. Noticing any blocks, any resistance, they are just part of the experience. Not identifying with them as us, but just the experience to let go, to choose love, to grow in awareness, release whatever comes up, but to live, live more fully from that joy and abundance, from all of the gifts that have been given to us that are ours to energize, to experience, to share with each other. And we intend to share in this call with each other and with all the world because we are one in grace and gratitude. We allow it to be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carla. So beautiful. Thank you. Jenny, you wrote that you um, just finished the surrender experience. Do you want to tell us some of your reactions to the book? And I, I, I know, um, Carla, you have read it or not? No. Okay. And Kareen, you may not have read it either. I heard the audiobook. You heard the audiobook, so yes, you have heard, yes. Were you were you also taken with it, Kareem? Um, at times it seemed like it was just going on and on, but and then I realized towards the end that it was an actual person, you know, of our time who went through this and who's still there and, and, and I kinda made a connection that maybe he was in the um politics or whatever. So I, I not politics, but um he was involved with the courts and, and all of that. So I um, paid a little more attention, you know, I, I, I persevered through it. <laughs> and, and then, yes, in the end, it was like, the beginning was very captivating, but in the middle, it was kind of like, like I was getting lost a little bit, but then I stayed with it. And through the end, I, could, I, I was able to put it all together. And, and uh, yeah, definitely saying yes to everything that happens. I mean, I got the, the message of, the, of it. Mm -hmm. about just total non-resistance, total acceptance, total surrender, which I've always wanted to try to apply to my life. But, but, um, but, but it was just a different experience, you know, the way that he was having it. So it was not... So big. His experiences were yeah. so big. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like that's why it's such a great teaching book, because we don't notice in our lives, you know, basically, Carla, this is my point of view, what he show, he talks about it, not in terms of God or Holy Spirit, but he talks about it in terms of his preferences versus what life wants to happen. And, and that's my point of point of view. I mean, see if you agree, Karina, Jenny, um, that he that's that's the stories that happen i feel like the universe or god used him with these big stories to teach us what it's like when we have these little choices 
that, you know, when we have a preference, that's fine. He always acknowledged his preference. He didn't try to deny it or put it under the table or he, he allowed it. And then he waited to see what life wanted. And that's the space that I can speak for myself. And, and then I'd love to hear from others. Um, I don't always leave that space to see. And that's so beautiful. It's such a, it's just a twist on what we learn here, you know, about the deep desire of our heart. Because when we have a preference, it seems like the, that the deep desire of our heart will be met through that preference. Like, I know which way to go. And um, sometimes life wants to show us something else. And, and I guess I was very, very moved by the end where the stakes were very big. I don't want to ruin the story for you, Carla, but the stakes were very big. They weren't just, you know, are you going to be in um, teaching or in, you know, give up work and, and go live in the woods, you know. It's not a choice like that. I mean, people's lives were on the line. Jail time was on the line. It was very serious. And still, he kept to these principles, which I, I find that story I was telling Jenny just as big as the um, criminal w with um, Ho'opono Ono when, you know, the criminal wards were closed because someone took it that far you know, and, and made no exceptions, no exceptions. Anyway, I, I, end, I ended up starting to ask you, Jenny, what you thought, and I ended up talking myself, so. Yeah, I, I found it really powerful. I think, like Corinne said, at the beginning, I find, I find myself quite frustrated at the beginning, just because I was thinking, you know, his experience was like he goes into meditation and goes into this really deep, peaceful state. And I was just thinking, well, I've never experienced that. <laughs> and his awakening was just kind of noticing, I guess, sitting on the couch one day and noticing this, the ego voice, basically, and um, kind of realizing that that's not who he was. And then he kind of goes on his journey. And um, I related a lot to that now because I feel like the my ego just sounds so loud to me at the moment it just won't shut up I won't give me a break but I think that's just part of my process and that's partly why I think I felt frustrated was just because I would like to experience a break from that kind of blah 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 all day opinion 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 oh look at this person look at that person oh what about this past future you know everything that it's showing me that I'm not in a way um and then at the, by the end, I was just kind of wowed by a life lived in a fashion that was, you know, so different from um, my experience to now and up to date. And, you know, the, I liked, you know, he kind of talks about giving up his, he talks about giving up his, like his identity as Mickey as his name or Michael as his name. And I thought it was helpful that he names the ego as a preference kind of making machine <laughs> that it's always saying, I like this or I don't like that. And mm -hmm. um, because it's kind of the same idea, I guess, as the opinion 
mm-hmm. maker and the opinion creator. Mm-hmm. And um, that he just kind of breathes and relaxes into. So I, I found then as it went on, I kind of thought, oh, well, this is just the journey. Like no matter where you are mm-hmm. at the beginning or in the middle or at the end, like it's, it's always about letting go. And, you know, that's his way of letting go is, you know, at the beginning, I think everyone runs into, no one can escape the ego loops, <laughs> no matter what. I don't think, you know, that everyone has to kind of run into their own barriers um, a few times Mm -hmm. before we realize that they're there. Mm -hmm. And um, his experience of that was different to mine. But so in a way, I found it encouraging that, yeah, like no matter, everyone has to find their path. And he found his through in this way. Mm -hmm. And um I like the idea, like you're saying, of giving some space to life. Just it's, He says, you know, that it's not about, um, it's not about, like you do still assert your will to align with, with spirit. So it's not like you're kind of helplessly going along and just going, oh, well, whatever life throws at me, I'll go with that. Um, so I kind of find his, that way of expressing how he aligned with his spirit or his higher self or life as he he worded it um yeah really interesting and just that yeah so he would put things out there and if they came back then he would roll with it um and if they didn't he wouldn't so it's commitment the commitment was so powerful you know yeah dabbler he wasn't dabbling in surrender yeah yeah I liked that. He says that he gave, I think I might've talked about this last week, Korean, did I? Um, I, cause I was struck by his commitment as well, that he just said, well, this is what life's giving me. So I'm going to give it 100%. I was thinking, well, like why I tend to kind of go, my ego gets like distracts me and I end up not giving what life's giving me a hundred percent. And I, cause I think the next thing will be better or I should be doing something different or, I'm trying to figure out what is this that life's giving me and how does it fit into the overall picture? You know, these kind of things, that's what my mind's doing. Mm-hmm. But he guess he, just his commitment to really giving it his best. I just loved that. I just felt so freeing as well that we can just, whatever is put in front of us, we can go, yeah, well, this is, this is where I am. This is what I've been given and I'm going to show up 100% and give my best and see what happens. That's quite, um, there's a great example of that, Corrine, of what Jenny's talking about, where someone tries, starts to build a house on his property, and he's very clear he doesn't want this house, he doesn't want the person, right, Jenny? He doesn't want any of it. And it's very clear that the person is going to go ahead and build this house. And so he helps the person build the house on his property that he didn't want. I mean, I just love that story. Isn't that what you're, what you're saying, Jenny? Mm. I mean, but, but then he, he ends up gleaning these skills that, for building that evolve. And it, I think that's the beauty of, yeah, I guess he talks about life's perfection and how, how it just unfolds um, by committing. And, and yeah, I feel like, mm-hmm. I, you know, so I have yeah. his, his story in my mind where I kind of go like I'm now doing bookkeeping and I have no idea really 
I'm not like that wasn't a plan you know um, and I kind of I feel excited that I go well well whatever spirit uses that for will be yeah. interesting yeah. to find out <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the, the words that came to me the conclusion is faithfulness and um, trust you know and perseverance through the commitment. And so it starts out with a commitment because he committed to living that way. So I think we do have to have some kind of a, uh, uh, a decision to make whether or not, you know, how we're going to accept things that come our way and the commitment to be, to be willing to cooperate with things no matter what happens is really, I think that he made that commitment and he was very, um faithful to it yeah. so beautiful word yeah faithful mm. well, i feel like he i mean like carla when you were saying your prayer reminded me when you said um about resistance as a part of it you know as a part of our journey and in a way i felt like he just allowed it's like the pressure in a way that life creates he allowed it to sculpt him into something he could never have sculpted himself into. Mm. Um, and I find that really profound because it's, it's like, it's just like life force energy. I do feel like pours, I guess that's how he, he describes it, but I kind of feel it in my own life. I just wouldn't maybe describe it in his words. Um, that life force energy just pours in and we can resist it or we can go with it and, yeah it can clear things out but also in the meantime leave leave us a, in a different version of ourselves that we couldn't imagine mm. Carla what's going on with you I thought what you're talking about. I'm I don't know, I just was as when you said that, what was what was the thought that was the thing that was coming to my mind is like it is so I, I think I repeat myself, but it's so amazing how where I am in my awareness It's just so amazing. So, where am I? So, my business partner just left an hour, about an hour, maybe two hours ago. And I had many, many, many experiences with him as week. And there was a whole big thing I won't go, won't go into in depth how I learned I was paying a computer service the last two. I think, I don't know, been in the last one. For sure, I was paying someone to put viruses on my computer. What? <laughs> it's so amazing. And I don't really feel stressed about it. I mean, I think one reason I don't feel stressed is because he, he, 
writes, he, he could deal with it, and he, he did. I have three computers, and they all had, two of them had viruses in the operating system, and um, he had to wipe, you know, the whole computer, and he just brought everything back. I still have to, you know, look at the how it works and stuff, but and I think it's really what you're talking about, about life, you know? Life's unfolding, and I think that's part of my AIG is that I'm willing to trust life's unfolding. The unfolding that happens, it seems like it's to me, but it's actually through me, you know? That's what I'm hearing, what you're saying. Be open to that, to allow life to flow through us. Yeah. It's a great example. That's why I heard what you're saying, but um I can see kinda and feel out notes that I had express it. Last year when I was cutting my black raspberry bushes, <laughs> sometimes things come at the most strangest moments, you know, and uh, and it came to me that, and I'm trying to put it in words, but it was a sense, right, and the sense was, are you, do you want to, are you willing to just stay in this comfort that you've created in your life and your, you know, the, the stuff that, what you do? Are you willing to, I don't know if this is the word, is it to grow into more of the fullness of life, you know? And I'm like, I'm willing. But it's, I can feel, I can feel the ego, Twitter. <laughs> and I go, but I, I would like some support. I'd like to be supported. And I feel like my business partner is, he's, I mean, he's shifting, I'm shifting or one. I don't know how to express it, but I feel like I can feel this. I don't know if it's the energy. I don't know what it is. It's like maybe a possible future from what you're exactly what you're talking about. Just surrendering, just allowing life to be carried by life, not to fight life, not to give meaning to life. It's so much more than I ever imagined. If I just allow myself to be carried along by life, yeah. I can feel, I don't know what it is, I don't know how to express it, but a change in the wind, like Mary Poppins, how <laughs> she talks about the wind, and it's a feel. I, and, um, and I can also feel the fluttering of the ego inside, like, 
uh, I don't know, just a big shifting happening. Carla, you say he's a business partner. What business do you do together? Well, it's interesting. We it's a long story, but what's really interesting. This is amazing. I think I've shared this. When I was on my second deployment, I just ran into him. We had a car ride together for like an hour, you know, to and from. Talked for an hour, and it was a really nice conversation. And I saw him maybe once or two, twice around the base. But we never interacted. This is what interesting thing. And this is not that strange or coincidental. It's like I met him again in Virginia about a year later and it, and then we and we talked and we met remembered each other and we left again they separated again and I met him again for the third time in Virginia mm -hmm. and he finally exchanged numbers and It's more a friendship. I call my business partnership because we used to have houses together. We're renting, but now they're gone. And it's, it's more than probably anything words can describe. I think we, I don't know. I think it's what you talked about. Was it you, Korean? No, it was Lana. was talking about how there's like, uh, 24, I think is what she said. People, not people, but souls in your family, your soul family that you make commitments about to help you grow, each other grow. And all of them are, not all of them are here, but I really feel like he's part of my soul family. Oh, okay. And it's so amazing. It seems like my family and Alice with my family, and I don't know how that's going to unfold, really. And I can let they go, thinking it's anything. But I was feeling like, oh, I'd kind of like to be not taken care of, but you know, the words, you know, a relationship, how you have that bond, you know, and and stuff and now with the, the appearance of a taxi in my life is changing and stuff i can feel it right here my voice changed and uh, and he told me this week it was so beautiful he says i it's like so beautiful he says i will always be here for you carl always and i will take care of you it's so beautiful So, I don't know what our connection is, but it's beyond. Yeah, it's beyond a business partner, that's for sure. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would question calling him that anymore. I think that's an interesting thing that you do. Well, I do that because just trying to. He's a friend, a very deep friend. Right. Or something, or a soul partner or something. But I, I wouldn't limit him to being a business partner. If he's saying things like that. I think I'm in a habit. Thank you. I think that's in a habit. I've been gotten into that because it's easy and, you know, 
but it holds him at a distance. It doesn't let him all the way in the way you were when you were saying what he said to you and the effect it had on you. And that's not the first time he said that, that he take, he'll always take care of you. He said that before, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know it was the same person because I thought he was a business partner, some distant person. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, it's just, I, I'm very much into our words. Um, you know, when people are trying to separate and they call, they still call the person my husband, my wife, and they're in the middle of a divorce. It's very important to me I, you know, that they're, that they're holding still that place that the person is their wife or their husband. That means a lot to me. I hear it loud. I don't know if other people do. Thank you. No, I, I agree. Well, the words are very valuable. Thank you for receiving that. I don't know at our, at our level, you know, um, we, we do share a lot more and it. It's not at the, it's not under the guidelines of how we're supposed to talk in community calls, you know? And I wonder if you can let those go when we, when we get more intimate um, and we're, you know, we're not saying here, I think you should, blah, blah, blah. You're just saying your reaction to something. But I, we've not had a discussion of, of do those guidelines change at all? You know, they seem to, but we don't really have permission to have them change. don't know how other people feel about that. I haven't read them for a long time. <laughs> I probably use it. You I haven't read them for No, but you haven't know, read them. We're supposed to only say our experience rather than giving feedback unless it's been asked for, you know what I mean? But I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's okay. I think you know. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry, Crane. No, that's saying? okay. I was, yeah, no, I was just saying. I think it, it, it's okay unless, well, unless there's a feeling of discomfort, and the other, and and at the third year level or beyond, we should be able to also express that. That that's not very comfortable. I don't know. Yeah. I, sometimes I feel I feel things are not comfortable. But if, I, if it's not me personally involved, I wouldn't say anything, but sometimes I feel it. Mm -hmm. And so maybe if we could be, that's why I love that transparency. I've always prayed that, you know, that's one of my goals still to be transparent, to be able to say what I feel and just be received without judgment. With, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to take it as an attack or judgment and just okay that's the way i feel about it fine that's my problem you know like if it, like like what carla is saying even if i don't agree with it or what you're saying roslyn it doesn't have to bother me really even if i feel comfortable and I, I gotta know that it's coming from me the discomfort therefore it's i have it's my work to do you know myself i, I love what you're saying kareen and and um the person who's giving the feedback, so I'll take it to myself. If my motivation is to fix the person, then it's off. If it's neutral, you know, I have that it's just 
a sharing from the heart, from love. And by the way, if, if you're interested, here's, here's some feedback. That's going to be more likely to land in a positive way for the person. And it comes from the right transaction, it, you know, the same kind of guideline. Um, it feels like it's more in line with, with um, the original guidelines. I don't know what, I, I know that when, when the calls have gotten, at least from my point in the past, where we were all helping somebody who was having trouble, let's say, they identify themselves as having trouble and we all started helping. For me, from my part, it had a little bit of a fixing ring and I wasn't happy afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but just now, sharing that word with Carla, I care too much for her not to share that word, that it might, and, and it, but you know, I just wanted to be sure and check that it was all right to have said that, you know, because she didn't ask for that. Sometimes we don't know what to ask for, you know, when we're with our loved ones. And if they can share something, like if my husband can give me honest feedback, like, do you really want to be doing that? Or, or like, there was a, uh, I was off on, my daughter had a surgery yesterday, and we never got a report from the doctor after how the surgery went, not from the nurse, not from a single person. And it was like, I was holding on to that even this morning saying, you know, I mean, it seems all right. She seems to be bending her knee and, you know, but how can that be all right? You know, you, how long does it take to write a word, you know, surgery successful or tell the nurse to tell the recovery nurse? I mean, you know, it's not a lot of time. And my husband said to me, I prefer to think about the fact that he did Allie a favor by stopping into the uh, outpatient surgery on a day when he was doing the hospital. And he, I prefer to think that he was in a hurry because he was doing her a favor. And it was like, thank you. Thank you. I, I need someone who loves me to stop me. And who else is gonna hear me? Who's gonna hear my thoughts except somebody I'm intimate with? You know, so, you know, I give you all permission anytime you hear something that's off with me to say, you know what I'm hearing? Here, try this on. Um, anyway. Oh, it, it, it's a blessing if, that you have someone like that in your life. And actually what you said to Carla was brought to me. I think, Carla, we talked about that not too long ago, about receiving not, not just one time, several times we talked about being able to receive. And so for, for Carla, naming the person a partner could be that little fear of being open to receive because then you're vulnerable when you are, you know, maybe you have a, a, a history of, you know, receiving something and then after that it went bad or whatever, you know, and you, you're afraid. I know for me personally, I've had a problem receiving and I really had to work on my opening up to receive. So, so that was helpful in that sense to me too. So, mm. and it's, and Carla's taking it well. 
by just sharing in with each other and maybe saying, mm-hmm. asking Carla, can I, can I share some some feedback? Even asking and yeah, that it's always good to ask. <laughs> yeah, that would, would be better if I would ask first instead yeah. of speaking. Well, I feel like all this, all the conversation was really what we were talking about before was allowing, allowing, surrendering and not surrendering, but it's more allowing, just allowing the flow. Mm -hmm. I'm just becoming... I don't know what the the word is impervious, but I don't think that's the word that maybe it's is it invulnerable? Unbotherable? I know Jennifer has talked about that. <laughs> you know. If it's all good, how can it's just all good. It's just all good. It's just so exciting how good it is. <laughs> yeah I feel like we've such an opportunity here you know sometimes I've thought in um, you know and so in in psychotherapy sometimes people do or like my brother goes to psychotherapy one-to-one but then he also goes to a group and so he has that support because there's things that we can hold in a group that we can't it isn't possible one-on-one and also you know a therapist and a client it's different than we are with each other and so you know there's times and I've found and when I've thought about classes recently um, and in year three they feel like like they're more teaching than sharing so for me not that they don't do both but um, I just feel like that there's actually a really valuable space here and you know that we have an opportunity to to use it because I was thinking oh maybe I would attend a group you know like alongside my psychotherapy and because we have a chance to say things like to reflect back in here because I don't always know how other people experience me or how they experience what I'm saying unless somebody reflects it back to me so um and sometimes then we can have like an ex a new experience of something an old pattern that you know someone interacts with us in a different way and it's so healing you know and if we kind of and I kind of was thinking about that I was like gosh like you know a lot of us have been together for three years it's a long time and um it's not it's not about time it's about relating and intimacy and a deepening of relationships um and I just feel like there's yeah I guess sometimes I feel a little bit conflicted because I know we talked about changing the not you know not having the community calls and well maybe it's you know I guess the the years that are ML1 and ML2 have had mastery circles and I feel like that's kind of a little bit more like kind of what a group would be um but we didn't they didn't exist when we started Mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of my thoughts on like I, I love that I love to be able to share a bit more interactively with each other and um, because sometimes it feels a bit like if we're only sharing from our perspective not not from our perspective but we're only sharing kind of our own experience there's a little bit of staying in our own arena you know and not merging or joining 
with each other in a way that could be very meaningful. And that's my thoughts. Yeah, I think we can we can bring your what's coming through you um, if we want to into our community calls. You know, like if you. I mean, there's no reason we can't give each other feedback if that's wanted. Like, how do I come across? Or, you know, do I appear this way or that way? Or when I say this, how does that sound? I mean, we could check with, you know, we can do that here. Um, it's up to us uh, what kind of group we have. And, you know, if, if, if there's enough people that respond, and I think people would. I think people are hungry for more intimacy and more connection that's why you know i think that's why those groups are successful and and that's partly maybe why people haven't come to these is that it isn't intimate enough sometimes i don't know i think there's maybe too many too many things on people's schedule in this particular you know they have things that not already satisfy that need from other groups within the program. But I think next year with the two, three, and four, I think we've decided to have that together, right? Wasn't there some decision on that? I think so. Yeah. So that will change things up a bit. But I, I encourage you to bring, bring forth that inquiry if you have it still. Because mm. I think people would love it. Yeah. Well, I had two things that came up while people were talking. One, <laughs> this is such a great arena to practice with each other. Yes. Stuff that comes up in life. Give me opportunities to practice, please. I'm open to it all. You know? Great. And the other thing is, we're actually creating every moment from our our choices of responding responding to each experience being present. We're talking about that analysis too, can you call it thing, but be present and we're I'm going way of mastery, just did a class last night, but all right, class of it group but there's only three of us and that we're creating we were made in god's image and god is the creator the original creator and we were i don't know how to put it you know we're so we're creating so great i want to i would be much more interested in creating with you much more. Can I share this? I was going to say, could I share this? I had this really powerful experience recently and um, it reminded me of, I suppose, a little bit of what you're talking about, about being present, but just what we, what we are cultivating and what we can bring with it. So I was on the receiving end of, of this from somebody else and it really blew my, blew me open. And I feel like this is kind of part of um, 
fucking happening groups when we when we show up and it wasn't even a group in that sense of um a sharing space but I went to this um fundraiser my brother has started working in a school which is fascinating in itself and it's a democratic school so the ch- there's 27 children from the ages 7 to 17 and the children sit on a board and they make the decisions but they have staff who kind of cultivate an environment for them to learn in but it's it's very in a way to me I was like oh if, my, if um the power of love ministry did children's education this is what it would be like because it felt so spirit-led right so the children are um have these people around them who are mature but their spirits are guiding them to to what they're interested in and, and they're evolving and so this fundraiser evening my brother's kind of his girlfriend who I met once last weekend or the weekend before was going and um so I didn't really know what to expect and I was I arrived um and I was nervous and I kind of I went to the door and they asked me my name and I don't know it's interesting so I'm already triggered because I don't know whether to say my married name or my birth name and so I'm kind of like oh so I say my married name and then I'm not on the list because my brother has listed me. So he's put me down as his, as my family name. So I'm a bit wobbly. And this guy just goes, it's a big head of dreadlocks, goes, um, he's probably about 15. He goes, oh, we've been expecting you. And I was just kind of, oh gosh, I just was so much more at ease. And um, kind of went, oh, that's so lovely. I went up and sat down and my, it's, it's just very, I'm starting to hear the two voices, you know, like the ego and spirit. And so, I walk in and my ego is just going nuts, you know, it's just going, oh, like, you know, because I, I feel out of, I feel a bit out of place because I feel I'm dressed more conventionally and a lot of other people are dressed more alternatively. And like, this is not my arena, you know, I've done, I have no idea what I'm going to walking into. It's so beautiful. It's really handmade, decorated, in, like small, intimate space you know, meeting my brother's girlfriend. And I'm th- so my mind's going, oh, I don't know what to ask her. Is she going to like me? What should I say? It's just opinions about everybody. Oh, look what they're wearing. Oh, look what you're wearing. You don't fit in here. Blah, blah, blah. Right? It's going on and on. I'm kind of going, okay. Like, Spirit, what do I say? You know, what do I say to my brother's girlfriend? And Spirit's just going, don't say anything. And I'm going, okay, well, then I just feel awkward. And it's like, yeah, I just feel awkward. That's fine. Kind of going, okay. And um, so we kind of go through the meal, which is incredible. And the kids then get up and they do performances. So it starts with this little seven-year-old boy playing the guitar and he has these two older boys on the drums and the, and the guitar. And it's the same guy with the dreadlocks who had greeted me at the door. And he says to the seven, the seven-year-olds like the, you know, center stage and he's a bit nervous. And so the guy goes, well, why don't we get everyone to count us in? And so everyone counts the kid in and he starts a song and they play along and they're, you know, he gets a bit out of beat, but it doesn't matter because it's just about expressing himself and, and so, like you know, it was just gorgeous, and there's just a heartwarming cheer, and it's really beautiful. So my spirit is praying, and my spirit's just going, "Oh, thank you so much for bringing me here. This is so beautiful. Look at these beautiful children. I love the environment, and like, look how much light there is just pouring in, and it's just going. This is great." And um, the kind of performances go on, and this girl gets up, and <laughs> this kid gets up, and. He, he says he's going to do a rap, but he goes, this is going to be terrible, right? That's the first words that come out of his mouth. But then he delivers this beautiful, deep, like profound words. And again, just gets the most delightful cheer. 
the next girl comes on she's nervous about saying a poem and so she gets to this guy again with the dreadlocks comes up and they he acts it out because she didn't want to be on on her own and then the next girl gets up and she sings six songs that she's written herself most beautiful angelic voice and just words of wisdom and just takes us on a journey and I was just thinking wow she's just expressing her soul again so my spirit's like wow this is just amazing look at these beautiful examples and sang a song about being the change for the next generation and and um it just keeps going on right and so the more it goes on I start to realize there's a part of me that thinks starts feeling really bad like really bad I don't want to be here this is like what's happening this is so uncomfortable like look at all this light pouring in and I just feel really terrible I feel like I don't want to I don't know I don't know what the hell's happening and I start judging it because I go no I don't want to feel bad this is such a beautiful experience why do I feel bad you know and and that's kind of so I start to feel conflicted and the kids are you know keep on expressing themselves and this guy gets up again with the dreadlocks and he sings this song and it's really it's probably like a little bit out of tune or whatever but it's really powerful and I'm kind of he's just expressing himself and he, he start, when he finishes he goes oh that song takes a lot out of me you know, I didn't realize it at the time when I wrote it, but um, it's about pushing people outside their comfort zone. And so he's a bit kind of exhausted because he puts so much energy into it. You just see these arms come over <laughs> his shoulders when the boy behind him is hugging him. And, and, and it's just so beautiful. And the kids are all holding hands like while because they're singing in a band and he was the main singer at that point. And there was such intimacy amongst the children and I think that's part of, I was feeling like, wow, this is amazing, but I also feel really uncomfortable. And it was very, it was just fascinating to be witnessing all of this going on in my, in within myself. And my brother gets up at the end just to top it all off as if I'm not like have enough going on and within myself. And he sings this song with the kids that he wrote with them. So all like about, I'd say about 15 of them get up with him. And um, he, yeah, it's about, he gets possessed by an ex headmaster who's who has um a lust for power and he enters this school that's democratic and it's about his song of redemption mm. and so you know he wants to be he wants to take authority he wants to be the authority and take charge but the kids just want to express themselves and he doesn't know what to do with himself and it's just it's really witty it's so my brother and this is his dream come true working in this school so i'm totally moved by seeing him up there living his dream I'm just so like in it. It was really, really beautiful. So I was kind of moved by that. And this lady says, oh, are you proud of him? I couldn't even say anything. I just kind of nodded. So all of that's going on. But this part of me that really feels crap and wants to get out of there, like get me out of here. So by the end of the evening, I was like, you know, just, I, there was a part of me that was squirming, really squirming. And I was at the door and um, my brother was at the front and he's talking to this guy with the dreadlocks and I was thinking, oh God, why is there three people between me and the door? I just want to get out of here. And he's talking to this guy and they're having good chats, whatever. And I don't want him to look at me. I just don't, I don't want to interact with him again. And so uh, this girl comes over and stands in front of him and I kind of go, I can feel this part of myself get relieved okay he's distracted now he's not going to interact with me and then as I'm walking out the door he pops his head around and he goes it was so lovely to meet you and I just I said you know 
you too and thank you for such a wonderful evening and I left and I just I felt like I, I was so I couldn't sleep that night because my mind was so attached to whatever stories were coming up so many memories just like my own school experience like just so sad that you know god I wouldn't know what to express if I got up got up there like these you know but I know that these children are just on their own journey the same way that I'm on mine so because I could feel the projections that were going on and the next day I was in thank god I was I had therapy that day and I was telling my therapist about it and she said to me what did you see in this boy and I said um openness and humility like he just was so open his face is so open every time he got up like he got up so many times to support different people but and I just didn't see any ego in it it just felt like he was there because he genuinely wanted to see the other person do well and shine and she said you saw yourself in that boy Mm-hmm. but I know what she was saying was true but I didn't believe it and it moved me so deeply because I locked I think I've locked I locked that part of myself away possibly quite a long time ago and I'd forgotten it and I don't even think he would ever know how deeply his presence has touched my life but it reminded me of my it was myself my own soul you know that does reach out and connect from a genuine place of humility and and wanting to connect because what I felt like the part of me that wanted to run in that moment at the door when he popped his head around it felt like it was important to connect with me for some reason and not just because I was important. That's the message that I took from it. And I guess I realized I don't, I don't have to run um, that, that, that it's safe for that part that I told to back off and that I locked away to come out again and to express itself. Um, but I guess I felt like just reminded me so much of what we're sometimes I think in the work that we do in Mass for Living I become quite focused on doing the work you know and then have an experience where it's just about being someone just being themselves and being present and we have no idea how much I felt like he was a light worker and he was just doing his own thing but it touched my life so profoundly that I'm so grateful for it. Um, so that was my big experience this week. I feel like that boy knows about running from some time in his life and he's found staying. And so he, he needed to reach out to you as well because when we find something, we have that need to bring it, bring it to somebody else. Does that make sense on what I was saying? Yeah. He could feel you running and wanted to bring you back because he know because he's comfortable there. He knows 
He knows about that. He's not just a person who's present. He, he knows about running too. Mm. So he was, he was the one. He was being moved by spirit to reach out so that you would remember. And then the whole, everybody was perfect. Your therapist saying what she said. And it all was so divinely guided. Like, just like the book. How you couldn't make up stuff like that. You make up stuff like, okay, I have a plan now. No, you couldn't make it up. It's gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that. What a Christmas mm-hmm. story. Time of the year, too. Mm-hmm. You're muted, Carla. So, I see something now, I'm not sure how to say it. You th- and I think this is exactly what the same thing the therapist was saying to you. You saw it in him. But you actually created, this is what I'm ex- reading about in Way of Masters, you attract those experiences to you. You do that. Seems like he's doing something. <laughs> it's, I said, just you said it. You're ready. Yeah. You perfectly, Carla. You are ready for that experience. You are ready to look at running and staying, and the, and the and the heart opening from staying, and the torture from running. They were both there. For you to choose, and you'll be given more, more, more experiences. Where in in one second you'll know which each road leads to. So beautiful, and we all will have the same experience because you shared that story. So now it's our story too. I know, in a very smaller, simpler way. I had the same experience in the sense that I provided a party in Seattle for a family party and you don't need the history or anything. And it all went so beautifully. And there was a moment when I was faced with the actual people and I got scared. I just got scared. There were 16 people and they seemed too many at at that moment. And how do I talk? And now I'm tired and, and all the provisions are made. And I wanted to run. And yet, some experiences happened where the people talked to me about Melissa that came to Melissa's memorial and heart came back. Um, but it, it's the same thing without, without the exquisite story, which I appreciate so much. The children, the demonstration of children just expressing their soul selves. But uh, I appreciate your, your story because now it makes more sense why I got so scared. You know, the people were there, too many all of a sudden. I, I somehow 
wasn't ready for so many, but you weren't ready at that moment for all that openness. It doesn't matter what the trigger, right? Mm -hmm. So thank you. And Carla's um, prayer in the beginning about heart, pulling it all together and coming from heart and going back to heart. Instrumental in the heart, yeah. And faithfulness, I love that word that Kareem brought up. Faithfulness, what are we going to be faithful to? Uh, running or staying? <laughs> How does that all land on you, Jenny? Um, my mind's just drawing a bit of a blank. Yeah, it makes sense about running and staying and, and the choice that I know I would have felt worse if I had run, if, I, if he hadn't connected. Because it, I think the power of it feels like it's like a knock-on effect that it undoes a lot of the other times. Yeah, and the, you know, not we might not feel ready, but we are. Our souls are ready. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because that's what came to me um, was allowing again. You know, when you are in that. <clears throat> and that you know whatever you got I want to be here that that allowing that and just you know not trying to explain it away or trying to comfort it or anything but just allowing that discomfort and just breathing through it and just breathing and just allowing um maybe if you haven't experienced like that before I mean, if you have a, if you, something else comes up before where you feel the urge to just move or it feels bad, but you're just allowing it. And then doesn't it feel familiar from other experiences in the past also? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, cause I, I, I'm saying that because I had a, something very similar not too long ago and I was like, why am I having this again? <laughs> and I just, I didn't know what it was and I didn't care to really know what it was, but I was like, okay, I don't like this. And I, I just, I'm, I've had enough of it. I'm just going to put it on the altar and I'm just going to re, you know, just say, I am through, please take it away from me. Now that doesn't mean it's not coming back again, but for that moment, I put it away and I said, I did not want it. Please take it to transform it and transmute it for me, spirit, so that I can have the experience that you want me to have, which brings me back to Carla at the beginning prayer also. I held on to the word joy that you mentioned, Carla, because that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for joy. I'm looking for light. I'm looking for all the things, the spiritual attributes. And whenever those dark things come, Mm, that's to keep me away from that. I, I'm, you know, it's like I'm beginning to detect, okay, <laughs> resistance, resistance to the healing because it's comfortable to be in a place where I'm already familiar with. 
I don't really want to receive sometimes, you know. But it's good that whenever those things come up, it's an opportunity again. And it's fine whether we keep, and, and you didn't get away with it because the, the, the young boy, the young man, you know, caught you at the end anyway. So you still had an angel there too. So you could get a learning from it, you know, because you could have gone home and, you know, just torture yourself even more or whatever about it and not have a therapy session. Who knows? Everything worked out beautifully so that you could get the learning from it. And what do you do with that now? You know, that beautiful learning. Thank you. You know, it's so beautiful. Just, I would just go back and just really, you didn't ask me any, any, any advice, but, but to really nurture the, the, the moment that was joyful. I think it's a practice. I'm trying to do that now to try to remember joyful moment and just sit with it and see what it feels like to familiarize myself with it because I haven't had enough of those to really know it. But I'm trying to practice and welcome it so that when I see it, the next time I recognize it and I want to hang on to it faster, sort of. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Jenny, are you complete? Mm. Rain, would you pray us out? You're muted. Um, no, I was just saying that I talk so much already. No, you talk <laughs> I think I said too much already, but anyway. Did you did she Jenny? Mm. No. <laughs> no. Jenny didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Taking a breath. Remembering spirit which is what we are in this body experience. Putting my hand on my heart where the truth of who I am resides. Putting aside all the blocks to love. Putting them on the altar and making space. Finding new space in our hearts to receive to receive the love, to receive the, the friends, the children, the husbands, partners, anyone that God has placed in our lives to help us to experience. We already have it, it's right there. Parents that are there, right here where we are right now, we have everything that we could need. We are blessed. We are complete. So when we're not feeling it, Holy Spirit, help us to just go back and connect to the heart again. Just breathe. In gratitude in love, breathe in peace. We offer the benefit of our meeting today with everyone.
with the young man with the dreadlocks, with all those that help us on the journey. We are one mind. And in the invisible, we help each other. And we are grateful for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, angels. Thank you, heavenly helpers that are always with us. Keep us in the joy of this season of Christmas. Give us the joy that we may communicate that joy to others and bring joy to them as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you next week, maybe. Mm-hmm.